Eat Drink DFW from the Dallas Morning News is made possible by Central Market. Hey, North Texas food fans. Welcome to Eat Drink DFW from the Dallas Morning News. Each week, we dish on the local restaurant scene, food and drink trends, cooking and shopping tips, and unpack everything that makes North Texas one of the most vibrant, diverse, and ambitious food scenes in the country. I'm food reporter Sarah Blaskovich, your host this week, and we're still celebrating the Rangers winning the World Series. Woo! And Dallas recently had a big bagel moment as Shug's opened its second location in the old Great American Hero space. And are you ready for the holidays? Oh, of course. We've got some big plans, but not too big. We'll share our attainable holiday season food aspirations. It all gets started right after this. Central Market is really into food. Like fish flown in so fresh it still has jet lag into food. Our sourdough starter has been around since grunge was a thing into food. We're talking more prime cuts than a greatest hits album into food. Central Market is really into food. If you are too, then we're the HQ for you. Whether you're a make every recipe in the cookbook foodie or a my favorite recipe is reheat type who just digs the delectable, no place makes every day more delicious like Central Market. Really into food. Shop now at centralmarket.com. Welcome back, everyone. Be sure to go to dallasnews.com slash food for information on our show and all the latest food and restaurant news. And don't forget to tell us what you think at eatdrink at dallasnews.com. If you like the show, be sure to leave a good review on Apple Podcasts. I'll spell my last name for you if you want me to. <laughs> Later on, we'll call food editor Aaron Bookie as we talk about our holiday food aspirations. But first, we're discussing the latest restaurant news with food reporter Imelda Garcia and our producer Julie Fisk. Now, guys, I want to start with a little bit of a riddle because my whole family went to Broken Bow over the weekend Ooh, just yeah. for a little bit of a getaway. And we were drinking a cocktail that has several different personalities. And I want to know what you guys think it should be called. So we start with the basic Greyhound. This is grapefruit and vodka, sometimes with a lemon. So grapefruit juice, vodka, you can also use gin. That's called the Greyhound. Okay. So my husband prefers his with salt on the rim and we call it a salty dog. We started making them around brunch time over the weekend. And instead of the salt around the rim, we put tahine on the rim. Mm. So now you've got grapefruit juice, vodka or gin, maybe a squeeze of lemon and some spicy tahine. So you have the Greyhound, you have the salty dog. What's the tahine version called? The Mexican salty dog. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say like uh, the Paloma dog. Yes. Although Paloma is yeah. usually with tequila. I like right. it. So I think it should be called the spicy puppy. <laughs> <laughs> That's very good. But my husband thinks it should be called the chihuahua. Oh, oh yeah. I vote for chihuahua. Right? Go chase. Yeah. I know. He wins. But um, these are the things we do on our family vacations. <laughs> Is sit in a hot tub and talk about what our cocktails should I be called. I love it. I want to travel with you guys. Okay, so we want to congratulate the Texas Rangers. We are not over the fact that they have won the World Series. Oh my gosh, what a big deal. I want to say personally, I'm so proud of our newspaper. We did an excellent job of celebrating this win in print specifically. So the day after we had three different front pages, all commemorative, the many people bought or collected. And I know we have so many Rangers fans in my family. They were asking for some. And then our Sunday front page was simply a huge shot of the crowd going crazy. It's beautiful. Yeah, really it's cool. I talked with a lot of people. You guys probably had too, just about this win and how big of a deal it was for those those of us who grew up here. I want to tell listeners that it was especially cool to watch our hometown newspaper react to this first World Series win. I was really proud of what we did. And I love the fact that 
you talked to Evan Grant last week about touring with the team and yeah. going through the whole series. We taped all of that just a few days before the actual World Series win. I went to the parade. Did you? Yeah. Oh, you did, was, Imelda? It was absolutely great. I mean, the atmosphere there, the people were cheering. They made some carne asada, some bring pizzas mm. or burgers. And it was like a really, really happy moment. I mean, for the community. See, I watched from home on TV because I don't like parking and walking anywhere. <laughs> but even just watching it on TV, it was so great. The access everybody seemed to have to the players because they were driving through on the backs of trucks and people were running up and giving them beers and they'd crack them open, like chug the beer down. But you're right. People got there early. They tailgated. Yeah. I saw people throwing tacos wrapped up in tinfoil to the players as they were driving by. It was beautiful. <laughs> Did you get caught in lots of traffic, Imelda? No, because I went really early. I was there by 7.30 in the morning. But you know what? I missed one thing. And it was the food trucks. Because yes. you know what? A lot of people were hungry mm -hmm. and there was nothing there. Do you know what we should have done is we should have published a list of the best restaurants in Arlington because it would have required a little bit of driving, but there are some great places to eat in Arlington outside of the ballpark. Right. If only you know where to go, because I think I saw half a million people went to the yeah. parade yes. and a lot of those people probably do not live in Arlington proper. So they yeah. may not know that they could pop over to Prince Lebanese Grill or Carne Rosso or Cartel Taco Bar. I bet those places were plenty busy on their own. Yeah. Amelia, you make a great point. You throw a party for a huge group of people like that. Those people got to eat. And I think there's a lot of permitting issues behind food trucks. Uh -huh. So throwing that together, like you said, at the last minute, it's going to be tough. Mm -hmm, yeah. Now, we just learned where the Rangers partied on Friday night after Ooh. the parade. Do you guys know about this? No. no. So they went to Albernay's on Oak Lawn. Oh. And we have pictures of oh. their party. We know a little bit about who was there and what they ate. So we know Josh Young was there. Marcus Simeon, Ian Kennedy, Travis Jankowski, Max Scherzer. What a good looking crew. <laughs> yeah. That'd be great to stumble up on that. The pictures, which you can find on dallasnews.com slash food, do show these guys inside the steakhouse. And what they ate, mm. there was like a, a spread of lobster, crab, caviar, Alaskan halibut, lobster risotto. Dang. A5 Japanese Wagyu New York strip. Woo! Ribeye, prime rib, smoked salmon canapes, beef wellington bites, deviled eggs. And I guess as the story goes, there were people on the team who loved Albernays and they said, you know, if we win this series, that's where the party's going to be. And the publicist told me they had 24 hours to put this party together, just like yeah. they did for the parade. Yeah. And um, Albernays, of course, had to clear its reservation book. Oh, So, you know, it was a private party here for uh, certainly the most famous people in town at that second. Right. And so anybody who had a reservation at Albernays on Friday night was either offered a reservation at Albernays North, which is in the Addison mm. area, or given another date to come back. And hopefully you wouldn't grouse about that. Hopefully you would just, you know. If somebody called me and said, I'm so sorry, but the Rangers are going to be here tonight yeah. and we need to move you. I'd be like, okay. Okay. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I want to go. I know. Can I just sit in the parking lot <laughs> and watch know. them all walk in? Uh -huh. right. I know. It seemed like a fabulous party. And I mean, we always love to know where celebrities eat, but what a more timely food event then, you know, those guys going to the parade, then coming to Albernay's, which is a legendary steakhouse that's been in Dallas for a really long time. And imagine the servers, all the cooks, everybody that participated in that dinner is like, wow. Oh, that's such an excellent point, Imelda. Yeah. Yeah. All yeah. the people who got to serve them are like, oh my gosh, I met the people yeah. who won the World Series 48 hours prior. Yeah. yeah. Getting to be a part of that moment with yeah. all of them. Yeah. Totally. Even though wow. you're working, I'd still do it. Yeah, of course. Oh yeah. And there's this great picture of Max Scherzer signing a, I think it's like a wine bottle. Oh. And I don't know where that wine bottle went, but I think that sounds fantastic. I love this. So 
Congratulations to the Texas Rangers. We're going to hold on to this for a long time, won't we? Well, and how long are they going to be selling copies? When I walked into the Dallas Morning News this morning, they were still selling those front page editions with those great pictures. Like, do you know how long they'll be selling those? I think they'll be selling them until we run out. That's awesome. So anybody who who wants a copy can come to the Dallas Morning News downtown or check our website and see if you can buy one. Maybe we'll ship it to you. What a happy episode we've started here. Yeah, I know. Um, Imelda, I want you to talk to us a little bit about Restaurant Beatrice. This is a Cajun restaurant that those of us who love food have been following for a long time in Oak Cliff, and they have a sweet story to tell. Talking about servers and cooks and all the people that work in the restaurant, Dallas College and Restaurant Beatrice will launch this Women in Restaurants Leadership Program. It's going to be this coming spring, and this program seeks to train anyone who wishes to advance in the restaurant industry. This program was conceived by Chef Michelle Carpenter. Do you remember her? Of course. Yeah, she was interviewed on an earlier episode, I think uh, back at the beginning of the year. She's the owner of Sen Sushi in Bishop Arts and Beatrice in Oak Cliff. This restaurant also was a finalist for a James Beard Award this year, so it's, it's a big deal. It will be an eight-week program with seminars, trainings, also in some of the best restaurants in Dallas. And the reason behind this program is that women hold 63% of entry-level positions at restaurants, mm-hmm. 69% in mid-level positions. But let's talk about executives, and only 34% of women have access to those positions. So Michelle Carpenter has this philosophy, and she says, this program is designed to help students overcome obstacles in the workplace and make better decisions. So it's going to be something to empower women in restaurants. That's awesome. Yeah, it's, it's so important because there are still a lot more men than women at the top mm-hmm. of a restaurant. And I think in the long term, this will enrich our food scene, you know, here of course. in Dallas. It's going to be great for us. Someone was talking to me about this, Amelda, just a couple of days ago. I went to the Chefs for Farmers Food Festival on Sunday afternoon, which is one of my favorite food festivals in Dallas. There's just a lot of industry people walking around eating, talking about wine, talking about ingredients, talking about farmers. It is such an inspired event. And I talked to Steve DeShazo, who mm-hmm. works at Dallas College, who mentioned to me, you know about the program for women that Michelle Carpenter is putting together. So this, Imelda, is so funny. This just happened. Yeah. And I said, yes, you know, we've written about it. Okay, one more little bit of news. Shug's Bagels has opened their second restaurant in Dallas. Mm. Shug's is one of a couple of really great bagel shops in Dallas, and their story is interesting. So the owner is 28 years old. He graduated from SMU, opened his first bagel shop right around the corner from SMU because he's from New York and said, where are all the bagels here? <laughs> that Shugs was so successful, he was able to open a second one, but he took over the lease of the great American hero on Lemon Avenue near Oaklawn. He became friends with the man who ran Great American Hero for nearly 50 years. His name is Dominic Oliveri. He is a delight. He's a big talker. He's from Jersey and he still sounds like it. And he's got this big, flashy, happy smile. And Justin, the younger bagel shop owner, just kind of brought him in. You know, do you want to see what I'm going to do to this building that you were in for nearly 50 years? And so they became buddies. And the older guy says uh, he treats Justin like a grandson. Oh, yes. They don't do business together. So the elder restaurateur does not own part of Shug's, but he was simply there when I was there for several interviews. And as Shug's is now open on Oaklawn at Lemon, Dominic will be there every once in a while. I think he'll just be holding the door open for people or giving recommendations. It's just this unlikely and beautiful friendship between an older and a younger restaurateur and they don't have to know each other right you know it's just a lease it's a building and stuff in dallas gets torn down and built back up all the time yeah 
it just warms my heart that people can choose to do that. And every time I go, there's a line there. I don't think this second Shugs is making the lines shorter. The trick at the original Shugs and the new one is to order in advance. And you can, mm. you go straight to the register and pick up at the mm. original Shugs or the new one. But at the new one, there's also a, a pickup window. Mm. So do you do this online? Is there an app or just through the website? Either one. They're doing DoorDash and Uber Eats, which you can mark for pickup instead of delivery. Or you can go to the Shugs website. Now, the drive-up window does not accept orders on the spot. It is only like a mobile pickup window. I love their buffalo chicken bagel. It's absolutely <laughs> delicious. Wait, a buffalo chicken bagel in the morning. I don't think I would survive that. I think I'd be <laughs> ruined for the rest of the day. With coleslaw and the coffee is absolutely delicious too. It sounds wonderful. For an ulcer. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. But you will survive. Next up, we go into holiday planning mode. That's right after this. Central Market is really into food. Like when we say cheese, it's in 12 languages into food. Butchers, bakers, and sushi roll makers into food. We're talking so obsessive about quality you can shop blindfolded into food. Central Market is really into food. If you are too, then let us turn your shopping list into a treasure map. Get inspired, get adventurous, or just get a chef-made dinner when you've got more taste buds than time. No place makes every meal more amazing like Central Market. Really into food. Shop now at centralmarket.com. Welcome back, everyone. We're going to call food editor Erin Bookie. She is working from home today. Erin, are you there? Hey, Sarah. Yeah, I'm here. Thanks for holding down the fort for me while I've been uh, homesick for a little bit. Poor kid. Everybody gets <laughs> it, Erin, and the right thing to do is just to stay home and keep on trucking. Yeah, no one wants me around. <laughs> I want you around. We'll see you next week. <laughs> Okay, yes. Um, okay, so now that October is over, I am in full-on Thanksgiving planning mode, and I think that many of you guys are too. So I thought what we'd do is share some tips about how Thanksgiving is going to go in your house, ways to make it easier or a little more stress-free, and we want to hear from our listeners about how you're doing the same thing. At my house, we are hosting this year Thanksgiving. We will also host Christmas. We have little bitty kids, and sometimes it's just easier if people pile into my house. So I'm already buying napkins. I'm dreaming of pumpkin cheesecake this year. Ooh. Last year we made a cranberry mm. tart. I think this year's going to be pumpkin cheesecake. And I'm thinking about how to situate the tables in my house. Like, do we do, we do a kid's table? <laughs> or does nobody <laughs> like that? My uncle Ken, who is a Marine and like the baby whisperer of the family, often sits with the kids. Aww. Which is just incredible because he's like really great with kids, but also like the most serious dude I've ever met in my life. Here's the thing I'm going to work on this year. I want to learn how to set the table like they do in the magazines. Because like the food's good and it's in nice dishes and it's all out so that people can get it. And then this thing happens where it's like time to eat. And I just go like, okay, everybody grab a plate and everybody eats happily. But the table itself could be more beautiful. So this year I've bought, you know, those gold chargers that go underneath the plate. Yes. Yes. So and I've decided we're going to have to put the plates where the people go. And I'm going to have my seven year old help. She's going to fold all the napkins and we're going to make that kind of a fun family thing. And then everybody has a spot. They know where they're going to go. And then when it's time, they can pick up their own plate from their spot. This is how adults eat. It just isn't how I have ever put together a fancy meal at my home. It makes sense for a large group to just grab your plate, fill it up because some people want to eat in front of the TV. Totally. And there's some, going to be football on. You might have some people fighting you on that. They might I, grab their plate, go fill it up and then go sit someplace We might else. learn, Julie, that the former way yeah. was better. But I do feel like every time I flip through like a magazine around this time of year, I get so excited. Yeah. Yeah. Like I love like the Christmas garland on the banister of the staircase. And I love the wreath on that fake person's door. And, I, you know, <laughs> I just like, think 
that our holidays and maybe anybody listening, they don't look like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so I'm like, maybe we'd look a little bit more like that. It could just be prettier. Just We're, a little prettier. Yeah, we'll try to make it a little prettier. Now, Erin, what are you working on this holiday? Oh, gosh. So I always have a ton of holiday aspirations. And like most of the aspirations in my life, maybe about, you know, 99% of these will not get done. Same. So <laughs> my Thanksgiving thing I usually don't do a traditional Thanksgiving. You know, I kind of had enough of the turkey stuffing and all of that as a kid. So mm. as an adult, I've always done something kind of different. So last year we did like a retro theme where I really did old school green bean casserole and like that pineapple cheese casserole. Oh, yes. Mm. Inspired um, by a podcast. Yes. And then the year before that, I did kind of a Mediterranean Thanksgiving with roasted chicken with preserved lemons and herby couscous salad. So this year, I got a little bit maybe too inspired by the British Baking Show. (laughs) Okay. I really am obsessed with like savory meat pies with a buttery crust on the outside. And it's like a steak or chicken or pork on the inside with like veggies and spices and stuff. I just love savory meat pies. Mm. So I'm going to attempt to do one this year. There's one traditional meat pie in Britain called like the steak and ale and mushroom pie. So it's like bits of steak with beer and mushrooms. A steak and ale pie, probably not named after the restaurant chain that started right here (laughs) in DFW. That's very topical, Erin, and it's coming back next year. I was also thinking maybe a minced pork with like sage and butternut squash. So it's kind of fall ish. And then I really want to do a Bakewell tart. Like that's a big thing in Britain. Almond flour with like a raspberry or cherry jam. So wait, are you going to do like a tart only Thanksgiving? Like everything is in a pie. (laughs) So good. I, I don't think I can do that. I can maybe do two. How do you feel about your pie crust? I say this as someone who's terrified of making pie crusts. Yeah, I haven't done it in a while, but I feel like once I choose a food cooking project and follow the directions, I can do it. It usually turns out pretty well, but I was thinking I might need to practice this just to make sure I'm not serving the soggy bottom or whatever. (laughs) And I volunteer as tribute. I will eat your pies, (laughs) Aaron. (laughs) Soggy bottom is going to be the name of my beach bar when I'm retired. Ooh, I like that. I decided your inspiration. (laughs) Julie, what are you working on this holiday? I'm working on not working on. So my big thing, and I'm blessed in that this Thanksgiving, we're going to be in Chicago. So my husband and my mother-in-law will do all the cooking. They do not want me in the kitchen, which is fantastic. But one of the things I want to do this whole holiday season, my oldest daughter, Emma, is cooking for herself at college now. So she's in an apartment and she'll send us pictures. She's making beautiful stuff and she's vegetarian. So she's getting really creative with vegetables. Cool. And uh, I want to put her in charge of doing some of our side dishes this year. I think there will be pride in that for her too. Absolutely. I mean, there'll be pride for you too, Julie, Mm -hmm. because your kid made that and that's really neat. But also, yeah, to have sort of a steak in dinner. And you're going to be very busy treating the cowboys. So you're going to work. Yeah, I'll be. (laughs) I feel like if I didn't do a lot of the cooking on Thanksgiving, I would do almost too much drinking. Yeah. Seems really easy to just start really early. Oh yeah. Well, I'm good at that too. Um, Okay. Imelda. What are you working on this holiday? Well, Thanksgiving for my family, it's kind of new. Mm-hmm. I mean, in Mexico, it's, we don't celebrate Thanksgiving there. But I think it's a beautiful celebration of you that we adopted. So we work on a binational menu for that day. Every year we made some turkey. We have been trying like fried turkey, 
oven turkey. I mean, we are learning to do it. Yeah, it's a tough one to master. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we make a Mexican dish. And this year will be cochinita pibil. Ah, yes. Yeah, mm, that's from yum. Yucatan. And it's a very traditional dish that mixes pork with achiote. And then you can use some onions and some habanero. So it's going to be really, really spicy, but it's great. And I'm trying to get better on the turkey. And we are learning also to say thank you that day because mm -hmm. it's new for us. So we are trying to make a toast and my dad is going to talk and we are learning that. You know, when I was a kid, we used to have to go around the dinner table and say what we were thankful for. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if that's a tradition that is like going out of style, but because I have little kids, I'm like really interested in revisiting those like wholesome kid things. Mm -hmm. Now I'm inspired by this. Imelda, we shall go around the dinner table this year and say what we are thankful for, including, you know, three-year-old, seven-year-old. Yeah. 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 It's a absolutely beautiful holiday aspiration, right? If anybody listening has tips on how you make your holiday great. Maybe it's a recipe, maybe it's a tip, maybe it's something about my dinner table that I need a little bit of help on. We would just love to hear. Email us at eatdrink at dallasnews.com. I think last year we called them holiday hacks. Yes, we asked listeners about holiday hacks and we got one already. Hi, Dallas Morning News foodies. Uh, my name is Julia Kuhn. I was listening to the uh, banana mayo sandwich episode and I wanted to let you know about a great deviled egg hack. If you put the yolk and the deviled egg stuff, whatever you're using, into a bag and then kind of mush it up, you can cut the corner off that bag and then pipe it right back into the egg. Makes it um, really easy and the cleanup is great. Thank you so much for the podcast. Thank you. Bye. I'm doing that. Mm, I love that tip. You know, I'm picturing <laughs> we make deviled eggs. My seven-year-old makes a killer deviled egg, as I've mentioned, and picturing a little kid smushing up a Ziploc bag full of all that <laughs> stuff. I mean, they're going to love it. Yeah. And it's so much better than I remember my nieces mixing up that mixture and then like sticking their fingers in and getting a little oh, bit. Yeah. yeah. So this is much cleaner. Yeah. A lot, mm -hmm. lot less touching. Yes. We're going to have to work a little harder on that because my kids are starting to cook more and the fingers are in the bowl. Yeah. That's a good tip for me, too. What about your kid, Erin? Oh, no, my kid does nothing. He's not helpful at all. <laughs> he's, he's playing video games in the other room with his friends. The only consistent menu item we have at Thanksgiving is this thing we call Oreo pie. Oh, And yes. that's something Sam requested a few years ago, so we started making it. You can find the recipe online for, like, cookies and cream pie. That's Sounds the good. one thing he will help me with. He'll crush up the Oreos. That dessert inspires just one more thought before we wrap this up, Erin. I recently bought a tiramisu cake from Botolino, which is a gelato place. Mm -hmm. They have one in East Dallas and they're opening one in Oak Cliff. And this tiramisu cake was so incredible. So for anybody out there who doesn't make dessert but wants a showstopper, they make several cakes and pies, almost all of which have ice cream in them. And it's just a matter of like saying online, hey, I want to come get one. They've got these ready because they're made of ice cream. So like they've been in the freezer. The tiramisu one, our family just lost our mind over. And I would buy that thing again and skip dessert if I was a little bit short on time or not sure about my baking skills. That's a good tip, Sarah, because most all of your favorite bakeries or any places that provide food are offering their Thanksgiving options now, the catering options. Mm -hmm. So I noticed that uh, Layla Bakery, La Casita, even Central Market, yep. they are taking those orders right now. And you know that stuff fills up. And we actually have a list up on DallasNews.com slash food of more than 40 restaurants that will have Thanksgiving deals. And that's all the time we have for Eat, Drink, DFW this week. 
Thank you for joining, and I hope we've made you hungry for more. We also want to hear from you, so share your food thoughts, favorite restaurants, tasty recipes, and holiday hacks with us at eatdrink at dallasnews.com. The show is produced by Julie Fisk. To stay up to date on every episode of this show and hear more from our newsroom, just follow the Dallas Morning News wherever you get your podcasts. And if you like what you hear, please rate the show and give us a good review. Find links to everything we do at dallasnews.com slash listen. You'll also find a special membership offer there just for listeners. For the news, I'm Sarah Blaskovich. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Eat, Drink, DFW from the Dallas Morning News is made possible by Central Market.